Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 Do you have a plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, hello, Star Style fans, friends, family, all of you out there. We love, love having you here on Star Style. Be the star you are. I am your host, Cynthia Bryan. Thank you so much for joining us. We have a great show coming to you today. And of course, as always, we are coming to you live on the Voice America Network. And it is brought to you by Be the Star You Are charity. We really want you to go and visit Be the Star You Are. Go to be the star you are.org. Hey, summer is almost here. Can you believe that we are in June? Happy June, everybody. And I'm sure people are getting ready to take those vacations and road trips because school will be out soon and it'll be Father's Day and there'll be graduation. So we're going to be talking about how to go on a vacation in your car, how to pack for safety, fun, and flexibility. And uh, AAA, of course, has lots of good tips for us. So we're going to use some of the tips that AAA has been uh, providing so that you can have a happy travel road trip. We'll also be talking about creating garden rooms. You're going to take a stroll through a really an electric um, landscape that I visited, and it was very, very fun. Uh, this uh, room that was a collector of all things cast off and cast iron. And then finally, for those of you who are writing, do you know what editing is? Do you know how to get a manuscript edited Are you confused about the importance of editing? And I have to tell you from being a writer for all these years, having a clean, error-free copy really does reap benefits. And so we're going to talk about the different types of editing today, all right here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Well, the miracle moment for today is brought to you by the charity Again, uh, visit our community site where you can see the slideshows and press passes and all the fun stuff, btsya.com. This is from Henry J. Kaiser. When your work speaks for itself, don't interrupt. (laughs) I think maybe that's something that we all have to learn is very often, especially in interviews and things, we tend to start talking way too much and maybe we should just be listening and That's a real key 
a key trait and a virtue that we can all learn. So let's go on a road trip. If you are traveling on any interstate highway this year, uh, you may want to get some apps that can help you as well because there are quite a few out there that could could help you. You know, things like Waze, W-A-Z-E, that's one that I really do like because it tells you what's happening on the roadways and it can give you some detours if you need to do that. But let's talk about some things that you can that you really do need to have with you. Now, most of us already are carrying water with us all the time, but you need to have a reusable glass or stainless steel water bottle for each person in your car and you can refill it along the way. Dehydration can lead to headaches and of course we know that it leads to crankiness. So you want to make sure that you are not um not dehydrated. I know one of the things that when we travel, I always have water. I have water with me all the time. But my husband isn't doesn't do it. And then he's always taking my water and then we run out of water and then he gets upset like, "Well, where's the water?" but he never wants to pack any for his own. So, just get a little ice chest or a little small cooler and put some water in it. And actually, it doesn't have to be in the cooler, but you know that's good for snacks too. The other thing is snacks. Uh, if you're going on a road trip, you don't want to have to stop for snacks. One of the things about traveling is you need to be prepared for emergencies. And that means to have everything in your car that in case you got stuck, that you would um, have food and water and blankets. So a way to keep warm, a way to be nourished, and a way to be hydrated. Uh, and again, that's for each person in your family. Then the other things that you want, again, for an emergency, of course, uh, is make sure that, that you have a first aid kit, that you have flares, that you have a spare tire, and that you have the tools to fix those simple things. I also um, think it's important to have a flashlight. I know most of us have cell phones. However, uh, your cell phone could go dead if, you, uh, if you're on a long trip. If your battery goes dead and you're not able to, to recharge your cell phone, you, that's the other thing is you should always carry a car charger with you. And you can get these um, phone chargers now that, you know, that are uh, battery operated and they last quite a long time. And um, so have an extra flashlight and maybe even uh, you could get, I, you can go to your local uh, tire store or, or, you know, something like an auto store and pick up a small pump that can uh, inflate your tire, which is great. And they also have ones that can recharge your battery that are portable. So that's sort of on the emergency side. On the other thing is packing and repacking your car can be very time consuming. So road experts advise that you load the non-essential items first, such as anything you're not going to need until you get to your destination. And then put the items that you rely on throughout the drive, you know, your camera, your purse, um, maybe that, you know, again, that blanket, or if you're traveling with kids, you're going to want their toys, put that where it is going to be easily accessible. One of the things that might be also useful if you're going on an extended trip is uh, if you're packing a suitcase is just to pack the things that you're going to need at your destination in that suitcase and then maybe in a carry-on bag, things that you will use during the day or if you only have a stop 
at one place that you would use, you know, at that one stop. Now, for multi-city car trips, you are going to want to pack that overnight bag and separate that from your luggage. Fill it with the daily essentials. You know, that that overnight bag would maybe have your pajamas and your toiletries and a quick change of clothes. And this is what it's going to save you is from turning, dragging all that bulky lag, luggage around in and out of your car every time you check into a hotel. So you just have one small thing. I mean, you can always go out to your car and get whatever you need. That's the wonderful thing about traveling by car. And I know when I travel to other countries, I like, I really prefer renting a car as opposed to just um, taking, you know, train or, or public transportation because then I always have that place to store things. The next thing is to be prepared for unexpected tolls by bringing extra dollars and $5 bills for booths that don't have an electronic toll collection. Now, hopefully you might already have an easy pass or a fast track, but they don't work on all routes in all cities. So that's why you want to have extra change. The worst thing that could happen is you get to a toll booth and you can't get through because it doesn't take credit cards and it only wants um, exact change. So you should have dollar bills and also quarters. That's another good thing. Um, uh, you could fill, if you have any old pill bottles, it, that's a kind of a good way. You can fill old pill bottles with quarters and it makes it really easy counting at toll booths or, you know, or even for parking meters. Uh, there is a, an app that's called Parkmobile app. And that helps make parking fee payments simpler. And it's now used in 36 major uh, U.S. cities. That's uh, You can find that at parkmobile.com. That's P-A-R-K-M-O-B-I-L-E.com. So that is kind of a, a really um, good one. Um, if you're trying to find out what the next amenities are going to be at different exits, and that could include gas stations, grocery stores, hotels, hospitals, or local attractions, you know how sometimes you're on that lonely, lonely road and your car is running low on gas and you're thinking, oh my gosh, when is the next gas station? Or the same thing, you just want to rest, you know, when is the next motel? There is an app for that, of course, there's an app for everything. It's called iExitApp.com, I-Exit, uh, I-E-X-I-T app.com. So check that out, see if that works for you. I am not a huge app person. I like to have the minimal amount of apps as possible, but just the best ones. So that's why I'm just going to give you ones that I think that could really work. Uh, Let's see. Oh, the cooler. Getting back to the cooler. You want a cooler of non-messy but healthy snacks. So you could put some little carrots. You could put put some cut-up celery, apples, grapes, uh, nuts, you probably want something with protein in it too. Now, some people like boiled eggs, and I, I like boiled eggs, but the problem with them is I think that when you peel them, they smell in the car, so that's not, uh, that's not a good thing. But you could, you could pack some sandwiches, uh, peanut butter, peanut butter and jelly. Uh, if you have kids, that might be a little bit messy. <laughs> but bananas are always good. You want to keep your blood sugar levels and your digestion stabilized because otherwise, you know, when you're traveling, you can get really thrown off. Now, obviously, you have to have make some pit stops for bathrooms. And there's nothing worse than going to a 
a, a dirty bathroom. I mean, I don't know. I can't even go to the go to the bathroom if it's a dirty bathroom. So there's actually an app for that, if you can imagine, for restrooms on your route that you can use without fear. There are a few apps, and so I'm going to give you three apps to see um, if that works, you know, if you like them. One is called, it's kind of funny, sitorsquat.com. Now, I would rather squat behind a tree than go into a dirty restroom. So sit or squat, and it'll tell you a place. Another one is called the Bathroom Scout, and that's the Bathroom Scout app. And one is called Dire... Google. <laughs> that one's kind of weird. D-I-A-R-O-O-G-L-E. I haven't tried that one or checked it out, but you may want to look at it and see uh, what, you know, if that's going to work. Now, farmers markets are absolutely gold mines for picking up prepared regional specialties. I mean, sometimes you can find, you know, wonderful breads or pulled pork or, uh, you know, fish dishes or other vegetables. So if you go to ams.usda.gov, which is a uh, market schedule for across the country, and you might want to check that out on your computer before you go. But you could do it if you have service on your phone, ams.usda.gov. And that is for farmer's markets. Now, there's definitely popular culinary hotspots along your route. And Yelp is great for that. You can go to yelp.com and you can find uh, different places that are going to be, you know, where you can pull off. There's tvfoodmaps.com, and it has a curated list of 4,000 restaurants that have been on all the different popular TV shows, such as, uh, you know, diners, drive-ins, and dives. I know people love to visit some of these because most of them, um, especially on diners, drive-ins, and dives, it is um, food that is not that expensive. Another one is called roadfood.com. And that lists hundreds of authentic, locally owned restaurants, which are definitely a better option than a fast food chain. So you can use any of those sites to find a restaurant or, or a diner or a drive-in or a dive. And if you don't have any place in your car to put your cell phone to view your maps at, you can use a binder clip and a rubber band to make your own phone holder. And you can just clip it onto your air vent. However, you can also go to a discount store and you can find these the, the phone holders that have a suction cup and it goes to your windshield. I found one for under $12 um, at one of the stores here locally and it was it's really great and I just put my phone up there and then it uh, it can talk to you which is uh, wonderful <laughs> now um, instead of having a standard car air freshener which I find them too intense I just cannot use them at all I, I actually start sneezing you could use dryer sheets and you just tie them to the sun visor instead of dangling them from your rear view rear view mirror and the sun kind of uh, makes those smell good. Or the other thing that I like being the gardener that I am is I can cut some lavender before I leave. And I just bring it with me. You can um, put it even in a brown paper bag and put it on your dashboard or just even just keep it in your car. And I think that you'll find that um, that is going to be, uh, it'll help your car stay fresh. 
Now, there is this there is a tip from uh, Royal Travel and Tours Travel Agency that advises breaking up long car drives by stopping every two to three hours, whether you stop and get a meal or check out an attraction or just go to a rest stop and stretch your legs because you need to take frequent breaks. The trip will feel like a series of manageable drives instead of one long one. And I know when we were young, my family... We always went everywhere. We did a lot of road trips because we camped all over um, the West Coast here from Washington. We did Washington, Oregon, Nevada, California. And they they would be long road trips. But we always stopped every couple of hours because there was always something to see. So to us, it was never a long road trip as kids. And there were five of us. We really enjoyed it. Now, as an adult, my husband doesn't like to stop. He just wants to go straight through. And it drives me crazy because I get really sore in the car and I feel like I need to stretch my legs. And, you know, I just like to have a pit stop even if for, for, it's for a couple of minutes. So um, that's why I will lots of times just drive so that I know how to stop the car. <laughs> the other thing is... If you are driving with adults who are allowed to drive, it's good to take turns driving. And uh, neck pillows are wonderful for cars to keep your to keep your uh, neck from getting uh, sore. And then drivers can also use them to take some naps, uh, different through their different um, shifts. You know, you can take shifts now. One thing that's really good is to document your trip. A lot of people uh, will take pictures on their smartphone, which is great. And then a fun thing to do is to, um, when you get back, is you can go to Shutterfly and you can, for oh, sometimes they have specials that, you know, it's just free. It's a free book. You pay like $10 shipping or something. But for under $20, you can make a book of your travels. And it may seem like, oh, you're not, it's not necessary to do, but I think that you'll really, really enjoy it once you do. Now, here's a few ways to keep children busy on the road because it's so important. Uh, Kids, if they are not occupied or playing a game or whatever, um, they could get a little antsy. And then the car time isn't the family fun time that it's meant to be. So a few things that you can do is use these road trips as opportunities to bond with your kids and engage in collective activities as opposed to just giving them an iPad or for those of you who have a vehicle that has, uh, you know, a, what is it, a television in the back seat. I mean, I can't believe that they really exist, but I guess it's good for kids. But instead of doing that, how about you could listen to an audiobook altogether as a family, or you could play the old-fashioned games, you know, such as uh, I Spy, or I Packed My Grandmother's Trunk, or a memory word game, or games that we used to play were license plate games, and we would try to see how many different states that we could see that were traveling, or you count the different colors of cars, or we would pick a word and see how many signs on the side of the road. And I sound like, they sound like goofy games, but it kept us all engaged and all excited and all competitive. And so that was a really fun thing to do. 
The next thing is to incorporate education. Um, That's a great thing to do for kids. You can put together word puzzles and quizzes, such as ones that have uh, surprising historical facts that might be related to the destination. And then kids can learn something new about what they're seeing in a way that personally is very relatable to them because it's part of their experience. And you could also... Do some uh, research in advance, you know, on Google or Pinterest and print out some sheets. And maybe you actually have questions. And maybe as a a parent, you actually talk to your kids and tell them what they're about to see and the historical relevance and ask questions back to make sure that they are understanding. And then for kids, kids really, really need to release their pent-up energy with some physical activities. So you can't just drive through. You have to have some travel planning stops, right? Now, there is a a site that's called the Family Travel Forum. There's also lots of information on TripAdvisor, which is another great place to check for places to visit and things to see and places to eat and places to stay. Uh, You can pack some sports equipment, like maybe a baseball and mitts, a frisbee, a soccer ball, something that at every stop, you could stop at a park or a playground or a rest stop and just get the kids' heart rates up. And then you can join in too. I mean, you could just run around, take a quick jog if you want to do that. And if you're traveling with a pet, of course, don't forget all the important things that you're going to need for your pet, which includes water. Um, for your animal, food for your animal, and toys. Now, um, some car trip hacks before getting behind the wheel. This is just a checklist, and this is really a um, a bumper-to-bumper guide for a smoother, smarter, safer summer adventure. And this is uh, some tips that from AAA, as I had promised you. Now, according to AAA, most breakdowns are preventable. And if you have your car serviced before your journey, it only makes sense if you're going on a long trip, have it serviced. You want to head, um, go to a head-to-toe mechanic who's going to really look at everything at least a week in advance. Have your oil changed, have your tire pressure checked. Ensure that the battery, the brakes, the engine, all of that is working properly. And you might even want to go a couple weeks in advance just in case something could be wrong. You really don't want to have any problem. So that's a, that's important. The second thing is a, while a growing number of new cars come with those inflation kits, uh, most still don't have spare tires, including rental cars. So if you have a... Um, a flat or you know a donut tire remember that those are intended for short-term use until the flat tire can be fully repaired so don't think that any extra tire that you have in the car is going to be your long term so get your tire repaired and then don't forget you need a jack and a lug wrench and um, some of the older cars I know my Explorer came with it I don't know if new cars have them or not and if not you'll have to go buy it And then uh, pack that emergency kit that has water, a battery charger, first aid kit, jumper cables, flares, and reflectors. And learn how to use your jumper cables. They're really easy before you get on the road. And, of course, YouTube will have tutorials if you don't know how. And uh, finally, bring an extra battery for your key fob. Now, this is one that I have 
never even thought of. And I don't even know where you get the extra battery. But what we've heard is that car keys die when people are on the road, and that leaves them locked out of their cars. So last year, AAA, AAA, rescued more than 4 million drivers that had dead key batteries. So that's a a good idea. And, you know, maybe another thing to do might be to get an extra key made. I noticed that our local hardware store is now doing these fancy keys, and you never know what happens to a key. Uh, One last thing that I just want to add, because I'm a water person, is if you are going on a road trip that's going to end up at a lake or the ocean and you're going to be going on a boat, which means you're going to take your keys with you, you might want to hook your keys to something that is floatable. Uh, we had something happen to some friends of ours a couple of years ago where they were getting on a boat and the keys dropped between the boat and the, and the pier and the keys were never found. Fortunately, they had a second set. So, That's just a tip. (laughs) Well, I hope that's helpful. I wish you a very, very happy road trip. And when we come back from this break, we'll get off the road. We'll go into the garden. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. And I will be right back. Be the star you are. The star you are. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 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 and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is calling out to me. 
Well, we're glad that you're back. And now we're going to go from the road into the garden for more fun and information on how you actually can also create some garden rooms. Our, the great garden architect, Thomas D. Church, said the only limit to your garden is at the boundaries of your imagination. And that is so true about gardening. I know as I walk around my garden, I'm constantly seeing new things sprouting and new ways to create something and you know, taking old things and putting them in a different place. And it makes everything fresh and fun. Well, from the street, the white ranch-style house of Michael Curtis belies the magnificence waiting to be discovered beyond the garden gates. And now he's a collector of all things cast off and cast iron. And he has converted salvaged junk into artistic architecture that just transforms his garden into this alluring adventure of discovery. His grandfather founded L.N. Curtis Sons Fire Protection and Emergency Response Equipment back in 1929, and throughout Michael's life, he's accumulated firefighting memorability. Now, his father introduced him to collecting rocks, minerals, glass, and old bottles as they were exploring abandoned mines and ghost towns together. It was a favorite father-son thing to do was just to hit the road, there we go, a road trip, and to end up in a ghost town somewhere, and then to just start digging. And then as a boy, one of Michael's favorites, Johns, was hiking the railroad tracks where he'd pick up discarded telegraph insulators and when he'd find anything that was made of cast iron oh my gosh that's when he got really excited now when he was a kid he really didn't do much with any of these treasures but he stored them away and as he traversed the globe as an adult he kept adding to this collection and his heartfelt dream was to one day create a secret garden where all of his unusual trinkets and found treasures would dance with the most colorful flowers in perfect harmony now he had no gardening background or no design background but with his love of the English countryside, he had lived in England for a while. His first home boasted an English cottage garden, and it was complete with an authentic red phone booth. You know those red phone booths <laughs> that uh, Superman and all these people use? So in 2001, he moved that phone booth along with his beloved remnants from his Industrial Revolution fascination to a small house on an acre of land that was filled with diseased and dying trees. And after removing 55 eucalyptus, Michael enriched the soil, and without any written plan or design schematic, he just began work on an inspired masterpiece using his vision and his intuition as guide. So he has smooth stones that lead through a lush lawn to an iron arbor that's covered in sunset oranges and reds of Joseph Coat. That's a Joseph's Coat is this fabulous, fabulous uh, rose bush that is a vine. And then it's flanked by white alba tree roses. And there's chimes and bells and hummingbird feeders. And they all dangle from the arch while a variety of birdhouses perch on poles. Uh, nesting birds dart in and out. 
and rows of telegraph insulators line the path. They're accentuated by two hand-painted manhole covers that were gifts from a trip to Japan. And with the flip of a switch, the insulators eliminate like Christmas lights. So now color is the driving force in the garden. And the combination of textures and forms is mesmerizing. Um, Michael built brick retaining walls and planters, filling them with an enormous diversity of rainbow flora, including camellias, roses, impatience, lilies, daphne, birds of paradise, jabera daisies, lobelia, salvia, pansies, violets, canna, petunias, um, foxglove, nasturgeum, and a variety of bushes and other things. The tranquil sounds of cascading water emanate from the nine fountains scattered throughout the property. And whether one turns right or one turns left, an eclectic wood or metal gate directs attention to a divergent garden room that's sectioned by a a privet fence. And it's festooned with artifacts from Michael's escapades to estate fairs, to estate sales, to salvage yards, and years of walking the rails. He's even built a treehouse from reclaimed barn wood, and he added a ladder, an antique logger saw, a vintage signs in the gold country, an abandoned test missile, uh, which is, that's so crazy. It rests against the fence awaiting its proper placement. He has gazing balls and a rusted butterfly, um, and these all grace the formal rose garden with the pièce de résistance being the round stepping stones that Michael crafted using a wine barrel ring, a concrete, colored glass, rusted tools, horseshoes, and other discarded items that captured his fancy. He has fire hydrants, water pumps, street placards, and railroad warning signs, and they also dot the landscape as an inspirational um, messages. So the result is whimsical, magical, playful, and it is really fun. So I'm going to take a quick break. And um, when I come back, I'm going to finish with you about the garden. Don't go away. You're listening to Star Style, Be The Star You Are. And this is Cynthia Bryan. I'll be right back. You need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our listeners have told us that they want to be motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement around the clock. And we've responded to you. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's here at voiceamericaempowerment.com. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is calling out. Well, we're going back into that whimsical, magical, playful, and most of all, timeless 
fun garden of Michael Curtis because I still have more to talk to you about. So although his garden is uniquely his refuge, what Michael adores more than anything is sharing his garden rooms with friends. And he'll have a glass of wine in hand and then he graciously guides while explaining the stories behind every artifact and every plant. Of course, if one wants to meander, he encourages the exploration. And there's no worry about getting lost in this maze, as every gate has a unique bell so that he can tell where anyone is at any given moment. And I found it so fascinating in his garden, the things, every time I stopped, he had a story. Like, you know, if you can imagine just bringing these huge metal Um, sewer lids from Okinawa that he painted. It was crazy. But so I did try to glean some gardening advice from him. And I came away with these tips. And I want to leave you with these so that you can create your own garden room. Let your unique vision and your imagination be the driving force of a garden design. There are no limits. Anything is art. Display your collections in an appealing manner to evoke conversations and questions. What may be trash to uh, someone is going to be a treasure to somebody else. Let color be king. Don't be afraid to razzle-dazzle and to mix it up. You want to add grace and relaxation with water elements. Fountains are fabulous. He had nine fountains throughout his uh, garden, so you heard water no matter where you turned. Then do the unexpected. I mean, who would think about showcasing an English telephone booth or a manhole cover in the garden or adding lights to telegraph insulators? I was fascinated. Then offer shelter and food for the birds. You can never have too many birdhouses or too many birds. Don't be afraid to try new plants. If you like it, plant it. If it grows, great. If not, move on because planting is just pure pleasure. Create garden rooms, not just garden beds. Add chairs and tables and lounges and places to have fun. Welcome your loved ones to share your oasis and always offer them a glass of wine for walking. So before I left this enchanted setting, I asked Michael what his plans for the future entailed. And since his right-hand helper, Tony, is going to be retiring next year, he said he was contemplating selling this personal paradise. I was like shocked. And I said, won't you be sad to leave all this beauty behind? He said, yes, but it's time for me to be off on a new world quest. And at that moment, this vision just popped into my head and I could imagine him dashing to the end of that arbor pathway, entering his red phone booth and like other superheroes, just flying off to rescue another forlorn and forgotten garden. So I hope that you can rescue your garden and turn your trash into treasures. Happy gardening and happy growing. Now, when we come back from break, we will be talking about editing, something that is very, very important. And uh, I think that you'll benefit a lot from it. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. Visit us at starstyleradio.com. I'll be right back. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. 
when you're trying to close a sale, you often need more information about a company that the client hasn't or won't provide. So what other resources exist to help you know as much as possible about the client you're pitching? Of course, we're in the day of technology, so your first line of attack would be to gather information from the internet. And then after this, get in touch with some company experts. Perhaps call the company's front desk or talk to secretaries or customer service agents. Utilize organizations and individuals who monitor the activities of your prospects. And don't forget to talk with other non-competing suppliers. You want to tap into your people sources, ask questions, listen, and be wise by using experts. Remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's 925-377-STAR to book a consultation. Be the star you are. The star you the annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. Bethestarur.org. Dare to care. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is calling out to me. Well, as many of you know, I have two more books in the making. My new book, Growing with the Goddess Gardener, the first book in the Growing series, the Garden Shorts series, uh, is due anytime. I was just talking to my agent today, and supposedly I get the next proof on June 13th. Uh, It was originally, we were talking about April, so I feel like it's so late, but In any case, so that's coming up. And then I'm working on a new book that's Be the Star You Are for Millennials. And many of the reporters of Express Yourself, Teen Radio, as well as volunteers with Be the Star You Are, benefactors and supporters, have written chapters. And I will put an invite out to you, our uh, radio listeners, if any of you are millennials and you might want to participate in this book, is um, you can send an email to me, Cynthia at star-style.com, and I would be happy to send you uh, guidelines. And I think it could be fun uh, for you to get involved. So, uh, Or I'll put a note on the website. You can see information at CynthiaBryan.com. Now, we're going to talk about editing because why I talk about the books is it's absolutely critical 
that you edit, 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 edit. And one of the biggest mistakes that every uh, potential author makes, or even just a writer, is they don't edit their work or they don't have somebody else look it over. So there's different types of book editing, including proofreading, copy editing, and developmental editing. And these are all for different stages of the publication process. Now, you need to be aware of what kind of editing your manuscript needs and what is involved in each type. So many writers are confused about the different types of editing. And even editors can't agree on exactly what's involved. And that's because it's difficult to draw, you know, defining lines between them. But um, you should know the definition can actually change with each editing job, too. So it's finally decided in the author's or publisher's brief to the editor the outline of exactly what the author or publisher requires from the editor, which can range from correcting only the obvious typos to suggesting word count cuts or changes to story structure or to plot or to characters. So we're going to look at the three main types of book editing, which are proofreading, copy editing, and developmental editing. Hopefully we'll have time to get through this. <laughs> proofreading. Now, it gets its name from the proofs that typesetters produce before the pie, you know they do the final print run, run, and the text has been laid out into pages, complete with photos and diagrams and tables. And these used to be called galley proofs, um, and they still are, I think, when they're printed. But uh, in these days of electronic publications and e-books and PDF files, they're more commonly uncorrected proofs that will just come in a PDF file. And at this point, the publisher a company, or it could be an independent author, uh, will have paid for someone, or they've worked really hard themselves, to set the manuscript text into the book's final format. Now, that means it's too late to make any major structural changes or delete paragraphs or sentences, as this is the, uh, the way the book's going to look. Now, it can cost a lot of time and money to redesign the book after such major changes. So proofreading really is at the very end of the publication cycle. It's the final check before the book is printed, or in the case of ebooks, before it's published and sent to distributors. I will get my supposed final proof, because I've already had a proof, this next week for, uh, the, for the growing book that I t- was talking to you about. Now, what I look for and what proofreaders will look for in that proof are awkward word splits at the end of a line. So the, I hate that when they hyphenate words and they shouldn't be hyphenated. I really feel that everything you want as few hyphenations as possible. You don't want ugly single line left at the top of the page from a previous paragraph. That's known as a widow in the publishing world. Or you don't want it at the bottom of a page, which really belongs with the paragraph on the next page. That's called an orphan. So proofreading is only done after the raw manuscript has already been edited. And before that, the text should have gone through at least a copy editing. Now, here's what copy editing is. In the publishing world, it refers to text. So copy editing could be easily called text editing. Some people, including editors, call it line editing, and others say line editing is a different thing. But what it boils down to, it's an editor goes to the text line by line, and what we look for is typos, spelling mistakes, inconsistencies, and it seems maybe like proofreading, but it's much more because this is where you have to correct the grammatical error errors. 
You have to point out redundancies, words that can be cut from the sentence without losing the meaning. You look for repetition. Like sometimes people reuse words and phrases way too many times. And so you try to find a different word. You could suggest revisions to improve a sentence or a paragraph structure or the flow of the thoughts or even the syntax, how the words are arranged in a sentence or a paragraph. You also can revise the formatting to prepare the text for publication. So editors would work on a copy of the author's manuscript, usually a Word file. And you could use the track changes function, which you can add comments to explain any changes or make revision suggestions. And then the author can go back through each of the changes and accept or reject them. You know, and they go by one by one uh, and they make revisions where necessary. Now, I remember when I was doing my first book, when I was doing uh, Be the Star You Are, uh, the editor um, went through everything and it was actually printed out. So it was a line edit in red, just like you're at school in red, but it was printed. And so that meant that I had to go back and retype things and redo things. I love it now that you can really do your editing all online and not have to print out all your manuscripts. That's It just seems like a waste of paper and a waste of time. But even when you have done all of these line edits, it's still at the draft stage. Um, and then it has to go for some copy editing. And the manuscript might go through many revisions before it is really properly copy edited. And it's only when, if you are the author, that you're satisfied with the plot, the story structure, the characterization, the setting, whatever's in it, or you know all the all the full philosophical words that you want it, that it, it is ready. And no matter how good anybody is, Nobody ever gets it right with the first draft. I mean, nobody does. So you want to have it as, I hate the word perfect, but as excellent as possible. That is really, really key to editing. And even when you've been through it many times, you're going to find when you get your ebook or your printed copy, there is going to be a huge, um, there'll be some mistake that'll drive you crazy. Now, uh, before I tell you about the developmental editing, I just want to give you what happened to me in the first proof of this uh, garden book that I just did. And it was actually, now that I look back on it, it was quite funny, but it was not funny when I first got the proof back because I had had the entire book had been edited properly. And so it was, you know, it was as perfect as it possibly could be. Um, for the um, for the printer and the the publisher, so it goes to the to the publisher, and it um, the first proof and it's gone for I don't know two months or something, and it comes back and I'm very very excited, and I look at it and. I thought I was going to, I was just, I was like, no way can this absolutely, can this be happening? They had, um, they had done the proof and the first proof was hysterically funny because what it did is instead of the title of my book, it had Growing with the Goddess Gardener. And what my subtitle was, book one in the Garden Short series. And instead, it said, Growing with the Goddess Gardener, an epic tale of intrigue, deceit, sacrifice, 
and murder by Cynthia Bryan. <laughs> so I had to, now I was talking to uh, one of my agents today and we laughed about it. And I said, I'm going to write a story about this probably for Halloween, uh, talking about how they had this deceit and murder and all, I mean, in a garden book. And so we were saying, what could have been the murdering plants? Anyway, I know it's off topic, but that where they got that, where they came up with that, nobody knows. It was just a complete faux pas. It's probably another book that they were working on, and somehow they pasted that information into my book. But can you imagine if I had not uh, looked over this proof and just said, "Oh, I'm sure it's fine. They're a good editor. You know, they're they're a good publisher. I'm sure it's fine." That would have been the printed book. So an epic tale of murder and intrigue. Pretty funny. So what is developmental editing? It's also called substantial editing and it's structural editing. It could be full editing. And it means that the book gets an absolute full over-the-top editing. Everything that's involved in proofreading and copy editing that I just talked about, plus a detailed critique of essential elements of the story. If it was um, a novel, for example... Uh, whoever was editing would talk about the setting, the tone, the timeline, the character, the characterizations, the plot, the story structure, the pacing, the presentation, and the marketability, and give suggestions of what could be changed. Now, that usually comes pretty early in the publication process when the author is still in the draft, uh, the draft stage. And then the author will rewrite the manuscript a few times before it's really ready before before this developmental edit. Now, not every book is going to need that from a professional uh, editor. And usually if you're just writing a nonfiction book, you're not going to need all of that, but you will definitely want professional editing from top to bottom to make sure your sentence structure, your, your, um, your words are properly uh, punctuated, there's no grammatical errors, etc., so that's very important. Uh, as a radio host, I once received a book that from an author who wanted to be on the show. And I always read every book cover to cover. And we have many authors coming on in the future. But I opened the book and I started reading and it was gibberish. It was nonsense. There wasn't even one complete sentence. And I didn't know if this was a joke or not. But it seemed that this particular person had just like gone to the typewriter and just started typing gibberish. And so uh, they were very upset when I didn't book them on the show. But I didn't know what the book was about other than gibberish. So obviously that was either someone who was mentally ill or um, it was meant to be some kind of joke, I don't know. But that definitely needed all kinds of editing. So there you have it, a road trip, a garden room, and editing. And I hope that you might be interested in submitting a chapter for Be the Star You Are for Millennials. Visit uh, starstyleradio.com and cynthiabryan.com for more information. So thanks for being great listeners and allowing me to be with you every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. right here on Voice America Network. You have been listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. For information about Cynthia Bryan, 
and Star Style Productions, visit CynthiaBryan.com. To get more information how you can volunteer or get involved or make a donation to Be The Star You Are charity, visit BeTheStarYouR.org. As always, my, my aim is to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. I do want you to see beyond your physical being and know that you're already a star. And I hope that you will read a book this week. And if you're thinking of making a contribution to Be The Star You Are for Millennials, please read Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, and Learning to Make a Difference, or Be The Star for, uh, for Teens. The format will be the same. This is the third book in the Be The Star You Are series with all proceeds benefiting the charity. So remember that you're the greatest, you're the best, you have something wonderful to offer You are the coolest. Just be you. Get what you want out of life. So imagine your dreams as if they already exist. Speak as if they already exist and act as if they already exist. And until next week when we celebrate once again, love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan for Star Style. I thank you and encourage you to go out into the world and to be the star you are. Dream, create, inspire, make a difference this week. And I'll talk with you next Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific, right here on the Voice America Network. Thanks for joining me. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.